T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is Ho. H to the O-V. I used to move snowflakes by the up. I guess even back then you can call me CEO of the ROC. Ho, fresh out the frying pan into the fire. I be the music biz number one supplier. Fly it in the piece of paper. Tom's in my dad's hometown of Dorchester. Wants to talk a little Pat's coaching tonight and the difference in the Bills victory at Gillette. What's up, Tom? How you doing? How are you? I just want to say. You sound despondent. Don't worry. The cavalry is on the way. Things are going to get a lot better. Where's I'm telling it, you. Where's it coming from, Tom? It's it's it, it's coming from Larry McDaniels. When he collapsed the bed in Oakland, in uh, Las Vegas, Mo Belichick will hire him back in a second, and the, the three stooges will be together. You got uh, <laughs> Mo Belichick, Larry McDaniels, and uh, us. Uh, Patricia here. Uh, Curly Larry, Patricia, uh, yeah. Curly, Curly Matt. Patricia. Yeah. Curly Patricia. I see where you're and going. You have them all back together. I'm telling you. You know what? I was thinking, you know, if it wasn't Tom Brady, mm-hmm. and you mentioned uh, Bill Belichick's name, nobody would know his name. And then somebody would come up and say, yeah, yeah, that's a coach. He coached the Patriots 20 years ago. He got fired. That's what, uh, that's what we have in Bill Belichick. Thank you for the call, Tom. Appreciate that. I didn't realize we were being set up for a little bit of a bit. I always appreciate when someone's trying to do a little shtick after midnight. Yeah. Keep working on it. Yeah, it's not bad. I mean, it's, you know, it's something. Hey, he put some effort into the call. He did. Sometimes people are just, like, lost in a sea of emotions, wandering through the the inebriated poop of a difficult loss. Poop. When When you, like many, like me especially, were hoping that the Patriots would be able to Mountain effort. I mean, like, I can't believe I've also, like, come to this acceptance and bargaining stage so quickly. Like, here I was thinking the Patriots would actually have a ch- <laughs> It's the Three Stooges theme. <laughs> this is the new Six Rings postgame show theme, by the way. Oh, really? Yep. <laughs> Good night, everybody. We'll talk to you <laughs> Talk to you after the Cardinals game. Um, I can't believe I've gone from, like, legitimately convincing myself that they'd be able to clean up a couple of the mistakes, they'd be able to take the positive away from the effort against Minnesota, and they would rise to the occasion against Buffalo, down to the line was a disaster, they didn't get the pass rush they expected, they had no answer for Steph Diggs, didn't have much of an answer for Gabe Davis either, James Cook ran at will, five over five yards of carry tonight. Like, Oh, wait, you mean, you mean the defense wasn't good, like Bill Belichick and Mac Jones kept saying? The defense was not good. They kept trying to tell me that. And Christian has opened my eyes. I never Mm -hmm. truly understood the term gaslighting Mm -hmm. until this week when Bill Belichick, I mean, when Christian Fourier explained to me how Bill Belichick likes to gaslight all the time. He, He makes you think you're wrong or didn't see what you know you saw. He makes you question your own beliefs. The defense was not good. The defense gave up four drives of nine plays or longer. The Bills scored field goal, touchdown, touchdown to open the game. Is that good? Does that set a good tone for a game? Like, is that is that good? No. How about if you go 60% on third down? That's good for an offense, right? Yeah. Not good for a defense. Nope. How about if you go three for three in the red zone? Again, good for an offense, not Bad good for, for a, defense. a defense. The defense was not good. And uh, Rich Hill, um, Pat's, pulpit. Pat's pulpit, said uh, they scored three points – per possession in this game, mm-hmm. which apparently 
would be like the greatest ever if you did that over the, the course of a season. Like that's a great. I'm not big in the analytics, but I mm-hmm. believe him to tell me that's a really good number. Seems so simple enough. Yeah. However, you measure it, mm-hmm. you did not play well defensively at all. So this whole idea that they keep trying to convince us of something that isn't true. Well, oh held, no, no, held them below their season average. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we had the punt team on the field, but you know they fake punt. That's certainly not in the deal. Yeah, no, no. We don't have problems with penalties on defense, Bill. I didn't say defense. I said penalties. Like he, they keep trying to screw with us when we know what we're seeing. So We've why watched are they? Enough but why football. are they trying to screw with us? Because they don't because want the- to admit that they stink. They don't want to admit that they made mistakes, that they should have done things differently. Yes. That they should have other people calling the plays, that maybe some of the draft picks, some of the free agent signings, some of the people they brought into the building are not good enough and or up to Patriots standards. Right. And and I don't even, again, I get back to how did you ever think this was going to work? How? I would love to have thought. I would love to be a fly on that wall. Like, wouldn't you like to have that confidence? Like, Bill Belichick was essentially the kid going to the peak of the house with the umbrella and jumping. Like, and he really thought, oh, this is going to work like a parachute. I'm going to yeah. just gently glide to the ground. I saw Mary Poppins. And you know what they did? Yeah. Ah! <laughs> broken leg, broken arm. Mom, come get me. I need to go to the hospital. That's the Patriots. They are broken. How could you have believed in your mind of minds? Because I do believe Bill Belichick is a smart man, is a smart football coach. Mm-hmm. I don't believe he's the clown that you may want to paint him out to be off of this specific example. How did that man convince himself that Matt Patricia was going to be good for the offense. It was going to work. He was going to replace a basically two-decade proven successful high-level offensive mind. Larry McDaniels? Yes, Larry McDaniels. Like, how did that happen? Is that where we get into the ego, the hubris, the he's too close, his his boy, too much confidence in him? Like, I don't understand how he thought this was going to work because 99% of the world said, Oh, that's going to be a disaster. And guess who was right? The 99% of the world, not Bill Belichick. Uh, We've got calls regionally, people on the way home right now. We've got calls out of the area. We've got Bills fans that want to tap dance on our grave tonight as well. You earned it. They'll all be very interesting. And then some, I got, uh, let's see, real quick right now. Let's get, uh, uh, and I got to tell you, uh, one of the callers speaks to something I told you about during the break. The, The tailgate was lame tonight. And there were a lot of Bills fans there. There were a lot of Bills fans there. I don't blame the tailgate for being lame. I think they've accepted. Your people have accepted the reality of the situation. They're not good. Paul's in Westfield. Hi, Paul. How are you doing? doing? You're on the way home right now, my friend. Actually, I'm in the street hot tubs because hot, soothing water is the only thing that's going to take away my headache. Can we be perfectly clear? There's what you call obvious and overwhelming evidence of when, and fits you the one good thing we could say tonight, the offensive line wasn't so horrible because he had time to sit there and have no one to throw the ball to. There's no separation. And then the clogged time machine of credacious plays is breaking these pass plays on a team that's the number two to three worst run defense, and when we had the run plays, it worked. So to blame Mac when he has no options isn't what you call third objective. To blame this horrible combination of play calling that doesn't fit the situation is a fair and mild assessment. And you got to take your hat off to, for Mac to, to try to spin and turn that around. Mac, don't even bother trying. Just we all agree with you. Like you guys are saying, there has to be a change in the offensive play. The calls aren't fitting the situation. And, again, that's a hell of a team tonight. Probably one of the top four teams in the league. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't matter. We can do a lot better than this. We're not losing games. We're giving them away with no realistic and what you call integrated offensive play. One more quick point. When you see it's not working in this mid-range and downfield, why isn't there the option out to dump the ball off like he did right close to the line of scrimmage and go somewhere? It's like when they have something that's not working, they don't realize it and they keep going with it. That's not learning from your mistakes. It's repeating them. It's kind of sad because we could be doing so much better. Good point, Paul. Thanks very much for the call. Sure, wish I was in a hot tub right now. With a beer? <laughs> Just plain period. Maybe so, a lady? So, wow. Whoa. This is, I mean, it is almost after 1 o'clock in the morning, but I don't know if we have the, that kind of safe harbor on the station. In a hot tub and a beer, I'd like a lady okay. with me. All right. Hopefully it would Hopefully be my wife. fabulous <laughs> wife, of course. I'm sure she's listening right now. No chance. <laughs>
no zero chance. chance She's whatsoever. been snoring for hours. But isn't that? And we got to we got to go to break in a second. But isn't that the definition of insanity to keep repeating the same action and expect different results? Yeah. So this is kind of like insane, nuts. But what's the option? I mean, I can come up with one literally on the fly. Okay, Matt uh, Patricia has been yep. relieved of his play calling duties. Nick Cayley will handle the job for the rest of the season. What you wanted during the summer? Yeah. No, they'll hand it over it's to Joe too Judge. Logical. It'll be Joe, they'll hand it over to Joe Judge entirely. Oh, because we need to try another unqualified guy before we get to the qualified guy. Is that how this works? One thing is that the best way to win. One games? thing I am qualified to do is let you know that this hour was broadcast from our best yet brand studio, and we are once again brought to you by Zudi. Build any app your company needs in a week. Visit Zudi. That's z u d y dot com for your free trial. I'm going to call up my friends at Zudi and see if they have a play calling app they can hand to Matt Patricia to see if they can assist in the offensive efficiency. Because well right done. now, as Keith says, calling from the game, it stinks. I'd take the app over Matt Patricia. Sight unseen. I trust Zudi's work enough to say that app will do a better job calling plays than Matt Patricia. Six, poop. poop. 617-779-7937 is the number. Hour number three of the Six Rings postgame show coming at you in just moments here on EEI. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Time now for the Six Rings Post Game Show. Breaking down everything Patriots with Nick Fitzy Stevens and Andy Hart. The Six Rings Post Game Show is co-sponsored by Zudi. Build any application your company needs in one week. Visit ZUDY.com for your free trial. By New England Recovery Center in Westboro, where recovery is possible. By your local New England Kubota tractor dealers. By Northeast Electrical, where pros need pros at needco.com. By Catches Law Group, the personal injury pros at catcheslaw.com. And by Anderson Windows and your local Anderson Windows dealer. Now, here's Fitzy and Hart on WEEI. Third and final hour of the Six Rings postgame show here on WEI. We're with you till 2 a.m. And I have a feeling if we were with you till 6, right when the Greg Hill show starts up, you guys would be full lined up and jammed because the vent line is lit tonight, Andy. Fans is big mad. And as poop. producer Nick LaPan poop. As producer Nick LaPan has told me uh during break, pretty much everyone is calling in with the same thing. Patricia's horrible. Patricia's got to go. Patricia's the worst. What are we doing? And you and I have both said this, too. You said, you went so far as to say in a column recently, that Matt Patricia should have declined the job, Mm. that he never should have taken the responsibility of offensive coordinator before he did one and many a things, if not apprenticed his way towards becoming a qualified offensive coordinator in the NFL. And now the weakness that would be his, uh, not his inability to play calls, his just inexperience is hurting this team in ways. Would you have uh, that said have no? Become borderline. Uh, yes, I would say like, as much as I would want to. I'm barely qualified to stand on the sidelines and yell, "Hey, Pats fans, make sure you download this app and help out during the light, doing so, the light show at the half." The, the way I think about it for myself is, we do 
hundreds and thousands of hours of radio. Mm-hmm. I've done hundreds and hundreds of hours of TV. I anchored a Patriots half-hour TV show throughout the postseason one year. And if some TV shows came, listen, we're going to pay you good money. Our anchor just quit. Okay, what's the job? I need you to anchor a three-hour nightly show on the war in Ukraine. I'd be like, uh, excuse me? And they're like, no, no, no. I have full confidence you can do the job. Mm-hmm. You're going to be on the air. We'll have live reporters. You'll bounce around to different experts. I just need you to anchor the coverage of the war in Ukraine. I'd say, um, I really appreciate your faith in me. Mm-hmm. It pains me to give up the money you're offering me to do this, mm-hmm. but I cannot do that job. I will crash and burn disastrously on live television. Hey, Fitzy, uh, look, you do a great job in stadium, uh, improvising and being extemporaneous at the rallies doing all the fan service, uh, great in-stadium work. We're now going to do a summit on the crypto crash, uh, and we feel like you have good energy and you're right. great with the crowd. Uh, after the first 35 seconds where I introduce myself and maybe am able to find one joke about Lame FTX joke. and Tom Brady, uh, it, this would be a point guard with a blindfold uh, wearing tennis rackets for shoes. But it, it would be a disaster. Okay, so... He should have done that. In the end, is it his fault? No, it's Bill's fault for. A He's the one who said, him. "You know, slings and arrows my way. I want that smoke." Whoa! Guess what? There's a smoke, Bill. Smoke. You're six and six. Your quarterback is pissed off on the sideline. He hates the offense. He hates the plays. Your receivers hate the offense. They hate the plays, and your season is falling apart before your eyes. Because I firmly believe it's over. I, you know, somebody said, you know, win a playoff game. Nope. Because you got to be in the playoffs to say, win a game. You see the way it moves. The, so the way it works is the train moves, not the station. Yeah, have to actually be in the playoffs to win them. Speaking of uh, playoffs, uh, fine, we'll do it now. We'll take the Buffalo call. Playoffs? I'm sure, I'm sure playoffs. I'm sure there've been more, but Matt has been waiting a while to get in his digs on past fans. Oh, see. Boom! Three. I still got it. It's twelve one. T- yeah. Oh, jeez, it's already past one. That's okay. The, the, you know what? Your fastball looks a lot faster at this hour because we're all so tired. Hello, Matt and Buffalo. Oh, duh. Hey, guys. How you doing? Oh, top of the world. Great. <laughs> Why ba- would we be anything but batter. great? So fun. Okay, so my question, was it Brady or was it Belichick? Both. Mm. Yeah. The unsexiest answer in the world, yeah. but both. Okay, so why isn't it working now? Because one is gone. And how's the other one doing despite his good statistics and his excellent red zone conversion percentages? How does Tom Brady look now without all the weaponry and the good offensive coaching that he had down there in Tampa? Not great. Uh, good point. Okay, so nepotism is my other question. Mm-hmm. Why is uh, his son and Matt Patricia... Uh, uh, on the coaching staff. Mm. Well, Matt Patricia's not related to him, so he's on okay. the coaching well, staff because yeah. Bill loves him. Really? I thought his name was Matt Belichick. Okay, well, so let's well, then why'd you put it under nepotism? Well, I mean, like, I see you what said you're... nepotism. He's, I, Andy, hold on a second. It's a little too late to be this salty. Uh, <laughs> I mean... What he's going for, I see what you're saying, Matt. It's like he's surrounded himself with family, friends, yes-men, people. It, it, they call him fobs, the friends of Belichick. Yeah. You know, he's got Most his boys on the do. staff. I know, but to the degree – have you seen another coaching staff? Can anyone who's listening, anyone who's on the line or in the studio right now, remember a coaching staff in the NFL ranks that was more full of uh, accomplices, friends, uh, and familiar faces than the Patriots one is right now? No. Well, I, I will say this. Uh, Marv Levy coached one season after Jim Kelly – because he knew it, it, his time is his time was done because he lost his quarterback. And you remember so, if you saw the last dance like everyone else watched during the pandemic, Matt? What did Phil Jackson do after Michael Jordan retired? He literally got on a motorcycle as reporters watched him, and he rode off into the sunset. Now, of course, he unretired a few years later, went to the Lakers when he found somebody close to Michael Jordan yes, to latch on. He found another Michael. Exactly. Yeah, and Mark Levy came back for two years, forgettably as general manager and hired Dick Gerard to be Bill's head coach. I've seen a lot of terrible Bill's football in my day. Um, they finally got it right. And, yeah. I, you know, I would think Robert Kraft should, you know, tap Mr. Belichick on the shoulder and say, mm, maybe it's time for a change. Yeah. 
I don't think that's ridiculous. Appreciate I know, you hanging in there and appreciate the call, Matt. Anytime well. you bring up the idea of moving on from Bill Belichick, I feel like there's an automatic, huh, really? Like, nah, like, but. You win greats. I mean, he's 70 years old. Let's not, let's not be ageist. That's part of the, I mean, was he an ageist when he drafted Jimmy Garoppolo and talked about Tom Brady's age? Uh, that's a fair point. Okay. To a certain Again, degree. I'm using Bill's he was, but own. But he was also building for the future. I think he was getting ready for it. So Bill should be getting ready. Is he getting ready? No, no, no. By- Robert should be getting ready or should be damn ready. Like, it is what it is. And I said to you, it's not about necessarily this year's record. Mm-hmm. Do you see the light at the end of the tunnel? Are you going in the right direction? Because do you think it's going to get better? Is there, like, what's the longevity? I know Robert has said he wants Bill to coach until he's 80 or 85 Mm -hmm. or something. Is that realistic? No. Okay. Does he look good now? Physically? No, no, no. Uh, In the role that he's fulfilling. The execution. I don't know. Can you think back? I'll ask you. I'll ask. I'll answer your question. What do you think of Bill Belichick's execution? I'll get. What uh, did Rich McKay say? I'm all for (laughs) it. (laughs) Uh, Guillotine? Hanging? What are we doing? Pistols? I'll ask you this. Can you think back to, at any point this season, a moment, a series of plays, a sequence, or anything that was, dare I say, quintessentially Belichickian? Like, oh, man, chess over checkers on that one. I thought the Cleveland win. The Cleveland win. Uh-huh. I'm struggling to speak now. I, it's getting late. Yeah, it's getting late. Um, I thought that was a really good win. It was a sound effort by the team. They were they were coached up. They they did the, like and Cleveland, as they proved, were capable of surprising other teams, playing above that pay grade. Cleveland played terribly. The Patriots were wonderfully efficient so that, that day. That zappy fever. Detroit, Cleveland kind of time period. Oh, my God. I miss it so much. Well, I thought he, like, that was typical Bill. Like, oh, the defense is going to have to step up. We're going to surprise people. Number mm-hmm. one offense is coming in. Mm-hmm. We're going to manage it with mm-hmm. the young quarterback. I, that that had a Belichickian feel to it. Us against the world. People are doubting us now. And then you put Mac back in when he wasn't ready, Put him, took him out, underprepared for the Bears, and you blew it up. Right. And it's been a sort of a whirlwind disaster Ever since, but I'm taking more of a bigger picture approach. Mm. The Robert, the off-season approaches. Well, ten thousand footer. If we're going to go back to the sports radio cliches, when, do we have our quarterback? I think so. Okay, because that's a good answer to have. That's a key part of the equation. Uh, very key. Does the quarterback love the coaching? No. no. See, so there's an issue there already. Do we know who's going to actually be blocking for the quarterback next year? We certainly do not. Well, do we Cole know Strange should be, but he's terrible. He major steps back. You want to uh, recant the victory lap for the— I already uh, did. Oh, okay. Remember, I transferred all my energy to Marcus Jones, and obviously that's working because he was the lone bright spot, and we will get to Andy Hart's thumbs up and thumbs down. When we come back in just a few minutes, one more call before we catch a break. Hi, Leon calling from Wisconsin. Hi. Um, I have a hot take. Yes. Um, I oh, hope I don't get cut I, off. Um, I would I'm love a good take. after midnight hot no. take. Bring it. What do you got? Okay. So I think our Super Bowl harmed good. Leon, take a second. I got a hot take for you. I got no, some hot don't. advice. Find a better cell phone spot in your house. I'll give you a couple of seconds. Hello? Yes, Hello. there we are. Okay, Good. Much better. Stay Go. right there. Don't move. Go. Okay. I think our sixth Super Bowl championship did more harm than good. Let me explain. We don't know what type of team we are. We're not bad enough to get, like, let's say a top 15 pick, top 10 pick, and we're not good enough to win a playoff series or, you know, go to the Super Bowl. I mean, not series, game. To go to the Super Bowl. We have so many holdovers from the Brady era, McCourty, David Andrews, we either rebuild completely, get new fresh people in there, and build a completely new team, or just stay in the milling area. We're signing veterans like we're going to win the Super Bowl. We're not. We need to rebuild this franchise. That starts with offensive coordinator. That's a disaster. I think this offseason, I don't know what we do from here. But we either bring in Bill O'Brien. Okay, you know, that's fine. But we're in such a bad situation right now we're in the middle we're in the mid area yeah we are and uh leon andy has actually spoken to that on our podcast and on the post game show 
Uh, and I thank you for the call. I appreciate you chumming the waters with something kind of zesty like the the idea. I disagree wildly with the idea that six Super Bowl championships could be quote bad for the organization. I I, I do think they wanted to make some different moves and changes around the time that they went to those Super Bowls back to back to back in fifty one, fifty two, fifty three. Tom Brady's greatness. The team's turnaround in fifty three may have queered some of their plans to move on, change things, etc. But I don't think that it's ever going to be viewed as bad to have celebrated all those championships and set the standard or reset the standard time and again. Uh, and to the point of having uh, never having a top 15 pick, uh, that's where Mac Jones was selected. Yeah, I would have gone higher because I don't think top 15 is really all that good. I think if you want to look 10. at, you know, Jamar Chase, yep. something, or hell, Josh Allen. Like, if you're thinking of a quarterback, a freak-skilled type player, you want to be higher than that. It's the NBA mentality, right? People talk about that middle. You're not you're not in the top three picks to get that franchise-altering player, but you know, you're know mm. you not a championship contender. They're a middling team right now. That is the reality. Now, one could ask, is Belichick why you're middling? Mm-hmm. Are they actually worse than, than this? Like, Could they be a three-win team with another coach? Is, is Belichick, because of the Lions game. Mm-hmm. The Lions were seen as a decent team at that point. Number hey, one offense the, in the NFL. Yo, Fitzy's old transitive property of opponent. You know, the Lions pushed the Bills on Thanksgiving Day down to the final two minutes, yet the Patriots pants the Lions and sh- put them on the schneid back on the previous throwback So day. maybe you lo- if you lost to the Lions, maybe you lose to the Browns, whatever. A couple of those games mm-hmm. with a different coach, because we just talked about those as maybe being a little era of Belichick mm-hmm. greatness in this season. Um, maybe you'd be better off because you're going to get a high draft pick. I'm using lots of air quotes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think an argument can be made for that. That's how you get the key players. What do we always bitch about? This team doesn't have any playmakers. <laughs> yes, lots yeah. of things. But, Salaries. Uh, yes, definitely. Uh, this team doesn't have playmakers, right? Everybody, I get it all the time. Like, do they have a top five player in any position? Like, uh, you know how you get those? You pick in the top 10 picks in the draft. A lot of those guys go Steph, there. D- Steph Diggs was the 146th overall pick in yes, 2015. I know, and Tom Brady was 199. You want to mm-hmm. wait for that one to come around again? Uh, no, I, as a matter of fact, I was going to say, like, I don't want to hear about that one ever again. I'd like to do it the traditional way. How'd right. you get Richard Seymour? You drafted R- Richard Seymour sixth overall because you needed a foundational piece on your defense. Mm-hmm. What was he? A foundational piece, piece on, on your, your defense. defense. Who now resides where? Uh, in the Hall of Fame? Yes. Yeah. Like, that to me is like a reliable, reasonable plan. It's not like buy a lottery ticket and hope. Well, I'll also give you this, like, and I know he's been injured and they just uh, set his clock for the comeback in Philadelphia, but Jordan Davis was a player that I was enamored of this year in the draft, and the Patriots would have had to have moved up a little bit to have gotten him. But the difference that he makes in the Philadelphia Eagles run defense, you want to talk about trying to grab that next Richard Seymour, getting that next foundational piece is night and day. Like, their their running game falls apart versus what a massive difference he makes. And I'll ask you this. Who is that massive difference maker on either side of the ball right now? Uh, Matt Judon? Is he really a massive difference maker still? Um, he's, a, he's a difference maker. He's a hell of a good ball player. He hasn't been a massive difference maker the last two weeks. Certainly not. Doing the Judon slide again? Uh, it's possible. Um, but piggybacking on your Philadelphia thing, I'd also say they've taken a nice step forward offensively this year. What arrived this year? Uh, let's see. Oh, oh, the first round pick that they traded to Tennessee for AJ Brown, one of the ten best wide receivers in football, right? Who the Patriots passed on so they could. No, I'm but forget to, that. I'm not going to. But it, just forget Harry that Hull. they traded. They the invested. Excuse me, careful. They they <laughs> traded for a number one playmaker. Handed him. Did they hand him a hundred million dollars? What they give him? Yeah, they gave him four, four for twenty five. So yeah. twenty five a year. And look what it's done for Jalen Hurts, who's now in the MVP conversation. Just like Steph Diggs arriving, put yes, I got it. Now there's your transitive property of getting an elite playmaker for your ascending quarterback on a rookie contract. Steph Diggs arriving in Buffalo. I don't want to hear yes. your crap about the hundred and seven pick in the draft and all these well, things. It was I don't want lottery tickets. That's Belichickian. Mm-hmm. That's we draft PK Sam in the fifth round, and if he's as good as we think he is, he'll be a red zone target for ten years. Was he? No. PK, I did not think that you would mention PK Sam at any hour, let alone at 121 in the in the morning. And just there's some truth to what the caller is saying. You're a middling team without the the directional assets to change that. 
You're just kind of like spinning your wheels mm-hmm. until the wheels fall off, as one of the earlier callers said. Uh, I think the wheels have officially fallen off the offense. I don't think there were ever wheels on this offense. We're not really it's sure. It's like the freaking train with the square wheels on the island of misfit toys. This is the island of misfit offense, and it's Matt Patricia sitting up in the tower as the king. Here I am, sitting on the sideline, trying to call plays, and Finally. all I ever did was defense, defense, defense. And I coached the Lions. Finally, you brought a voice and a reference that I find valuable, and I appreciate you. Merry oh, that Christmas. That was great. That was pretty good, right? Yeah, on cue. About Thank time you. About time you brought something to the table. 617-779-7937 for the Island of Misfits sports hosts. It's Fitzy and Hart. We're going to get to you, Joe. We'll get to you, Gary. We'll take all the calls. Don't go anywhere when we come back here on Six Rings Post Game on WEEI. Devin, you guys in the past, you've obviously won with talent, but you also win sort of by playing in the margins and the little things. Are you surprised that your team is still making, at this point in December, some of those same mistakes that we saw in September and October? Yeah, I mean, some of the things you talk about is teams of the past. Like, it... It just kind of is what it is. Like this isn't that, and I think we gotta we gotta get out of the mindset of like what we used to do in December and, what we, and focus on just now what we are now. And I think that is something that we gotta improve on. The the small mistakes, you know, are, are killing us. Um, you know, I think defensively we did a better job of that. You know, but this is a team that they're explosive. You know, it's it's hard to hold that offense to seven points, ten points. Like you're you gotta. But I think the biggest thing we gotta do. Like, we got to get more turnovers. We had a couple chances today um, to get it, but I wouldn't say, like, small things were, like, the biggest thing, you know, for us defense. It's just making some more plays. Like, in times we were – at times we were there in position, you know, good position to make a play. They made a few more. But, um, you know, we're getting another crack at them, and, you know, I think – but. Going forward, you know, this long week, um, we got to get ready to go and do something that's not normal. We got to go on the road to Arizona, stay on the West Coast, then play Vegas. Um, those would be two big games, and we got to start off by focusing on um, Arizona, which is defensively an- another running quarterback, a guy who can make plays all over the field. So um, we'll have another challenge that we got to rise to. Challenges can be risen to. Devin McCourty spoke about following the game tonight. Jobs need to be done better. Coaching needs to be done better. Game plans need to be executed better. Blah, 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 blah. But I just, I, you know, it's so funny now. Like, for the longest time, we bought into, believed, we loved, we lived by all those same words. Like, got to do better, got to coach better. Like, do your job. Like, this is blah, 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 blah. And now I start hearing that, and I just, like, for some reason, there's a filter that just tunes it out. Because it just all sounds, it just all sounds like it's just filler. Words. It's just all word marzipan. It just like is filler. It just like sort of just like occupies space, but it has no worth or caloric value. It does nothing for you. You know, nothing. The, the funny thing I find is I actually thought that last year and early on this year, Mac was a word salad guy mm-hmm. would talk, 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 and not really say anything. I actually think the last couple of weeks, he's been one of the more honest. Mm-hmm members of the organization more so than the head coach more so than anybody else i think mac has shown some leadership some some accountability but also some holding others accountable for what they're doing or not doing i I don't know i've become a bit of a mac supporter the way he's handling himself as a leader of this team and turning the corner on mac jones uh leadership wise okay i don't know if he's the guy that can make the plays that need to be made when they need to be made if we had Josh Allen tonight, even he may have had some issues behind that offensive line and with the, the play calls and with the receivers not all being on the same page. Like Difference is he can just tuck and run and pick up 18. Mm-hmm. Whereas Mac runs around like a chicken with his head cut off and then just throws it and it doesn't end well. Gary's up in New Hampshire. Gary, how are you? Welcome to Six Rings. Hey, guys. Um, so 27-year season ticket holder. Going to the game today, it's crazy because I, I literally had to ask like 50 people to go to the game with me because people don't want to see this. They don't want to see the, a team that's that, that's inconsistent in all three phases. They, they can't get anything done uh, in, in crucial times during the game. And I know the, the, like they had the song, Never Gonna Give You Up, on right after Belichick punted on fourth and seven. 
and uh, and didn't go for. It. I mean, it's it's an unbelievable. And 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 don't get me started. Like when when we, I, I'm like longing for the days that that uh, Guglielmo was is now our was our offensive line coach uh, because this offensive line is brutal. And Patricia's play call, and I said, okay, we got Marcus Jones the ball. We get touchdown. We're we're going to be aggressive. We're going to go with this Bills team, and we're going to attack them. And what do they do? They they don't they don't attack. They can't block. They're running the same calls they they're running like against the Jets two weeks ago, and they just stop being aggressive. And you look at the Patriots since they won the Super Bowl in 2018. What have we done after Thanksgiving? Those even that year that we won it in 2018. Terrible down the stretch, and we had to win, you know, the Royal Playoff game in KC, and then and then beat the Rams right to win that one. But then 2019, they fall they, they fall apart at the end. Then you know, skip the um, the Cam Newton year last year again at the end of the season, terrible. Now we're looking at again Thanksgiving playing like crap again, and it's all three phases. They can't make the plays when they need to, and I believe that they have the talent. Um, this is on coaching. This is absolutely the 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 mistakes they're making are are all tied to uh, lack of focus, and these teams never did this before, and and, and I, I blame the coaching on this. Yeah, Great co- call, Gary. Great call. Safe ride home. Very uh, Thanks very much, and sorry about the ticket issue. My God, I can't believe, like, asking dozens of people. I told you the tailgate was proof. Oh, yeah, there's no doubt that people have. It was not a scene. And I know a Thursday a night tonight. game for some people, you have to work it's, the next day. I know, day, and whatever. you get down there at 6, and at Is that it really point, really worth it? 8.15 kickoff, yeah. you're setting up the tailgate. Like, if anything, yeah. you're going to do one of those like little mini Coleman grills. Right. Get a couple of wieners and scallops on there. Next thing you know, it's like, oh, time to go in. Got to pack it up. But. Some of it is on the coaching. We've talked a lot about the coaching and the decisions. I've heard. I also don't think they're overly talented. I, like, he he put it all on the coaching staff. Mm-hmm. I don't know that they have a lot of playmakers. I joke about Miles Bryant, Jelani Tavai. If you're a good team, are those guys just on got, the field all the time? him. Yeah, great. Championship. Mm-hmm. Like, Fire up the duck boats. I mean, the offensive line, yeah, they're banged up. We've talked about their lack of playmakers. Devontae Parker's your number one receiver, and I'm going to harp on a singular play. Is he play. really? Well, yeah. Tonight it was Marcus Jones. Yeah, your best receiver on the field tonight was Marcus Jones. Yeah, but no, sorry. Devontae Parker's supposed to be your number one receiver, your outside guy, your guy that can make plays down the field. I didn't think he had to make a spectacular toe-tapping catch on that sideline play to get it in, and he comes down out of bounds. I just, where is the playmaking? Where is this talent? You know, Matthew Judon is good. You miss Christian Barmore. I think he's a good player. Kyle Mm -hmm. Duggar developing. But we've talked about it. Devin McCourty is not who he used to be. Devin McCourty is on the... Back one or two, not the back nine. Mm-hmm. And Lawrence Guy, I don't think, is the same guy, pun intended, from mm-hmm. a couple of years ago. Um, so I, I just I don't know that they have all this talent necessarily. Coaching is a major issue. I believe that. Talent is, too. We were talking earlier about some of the playmakers and their frustrations in tonight's game. Uh, Kendrick Bourne, we were looking for some audio that our pal Kyrie Thompson from WEI sent in. Uh, Justin has located it one of our uh, uh crack producers here at wei in the late night uh producing crack sounds illegal uh, okay I, that would be manufacturing and we would like to share that with you now this was kendrick Bourne speaking earlier in the media scrum as tweeted out by andrew callahan as to frustration with the patriots offense and buffalo's ability to get more first downs do you guys have to do something drastically different on third down kendrick i think it's three for ten last week three for twelve this yeah. week um yeah, man, we just need to scheme up better. We need to know what they're doing. We need to know what they want to do on third down. You know what I mean? We're kind of sporadic. They, they call this and we call that, and it falls right into what they want. You know what I mean? We need to have it where it's fall, they're falling into what we want and things like that. So I said, that's not my job. It's my job is just run the call. But um, as we all can see, we just – they had, what, 30 first down, and we only had eight. So, like, something they were doing against us was working and, so we were doing against them wasn't working. So, like, it's just about figuring it out each week. So we still got life, but we need to hurry up and pick it up. Yeah. You still have life? Mm. Nobody said I life? think they need to say that. I think yeah. they need to try to keep For hope. themselves like they, or us. They can't, be the minor, they can't be the minors trapped below just going like, well, you know, we'll probably all be, we'll be out of air and food in a couple of days, so we may as well just make the most of it. Like, no, they have to, like, without hope, they're doomed. I don't have a lot of hope for them, so maybe I'm doomed. 
Yeah, we'll take a look at the rest of the schedule and try to offer a way-too-early prediction on the Arizona game as well as the rest of the way. They do have five games remaining, six and six. They're at least they're at least even-handed uh, in terms of the home schedule and the road schedule because they're or at least road record and home record because they're three and three at each. So they are a thoroughly mediocre team at home at Gillette, just like they are on the road. And the best they can finish now against two likely playoff teams, Cincinnati and Miami, would be five and three at home. What are the odds they do that? Not good. Not good. Not good. Not at all. great. They could be still be eleven and six, right? They technically, yes, they could. <laughs> and I may have a growth spurt in my late forties <laughs> and start playing professional basketball. By the way, this hour, of course, we're broadcasting from our best yet brand studio, brought to you by Zudi. Build any app your company needs in a week. Visit Zudi. That's z u d y dot com for your free trial. Andy, I cannot believe we waited this late in the show to do our thumbs up and thumbs down. We had a caller, Joe, who likes contributing to your segment. He likes offering up the LVPs and the MVPs of the game. Sadly, he had to hang up just moments ago. I don't imagine there were many MVPs beyond whoever blew the final whistle uh, and Marcus Jones. So uh, why don't you take us now to your freshly minted WEI.com. Thumbs up, thumbs down. So you mentioned it, Marcus Jones. We've been calling for it on the Six Rings podcast for, I don't know, three weeks or so now. Long enough. We finally got Marcus Jones on offense, and what did he do? He went 48 yards for a touchdown. Patriots lead 7-3. Is this going to be a different Bills-Patriots matchup? Are the Patriots going to get the mm. upset? No. Uh, there was That was the Take short answer. back no. to that moment. Oh, just, oh, but for a moment to return to the joy and the glee in the stadium therein. Ah, uh, fans celebrating, hugging, high-fiving, popcorn flying everywhere, babies being made. OMG. They're in this one. It's a different kind of Pats Bills game, nope. and then it and then it all ended. Yeah. Uh, Ramondre Stevenson gets some love from me. Uh, Fifty-four yards on ten carries, so five yards a carry. Tough yards at times, breaking tackles, making guys miss. You know, doing it himself. Also, was your leading receiver with six catches for twenty-four Whoa, yards. Oh man, um, what a! I mean, in terms of receptions, that's a great. By the way, um, the last six games. Patriots rushing attack sucks. Uh, yeah, not great. Not great. You know, that would good. tie into the offensive, offensive line. line uh, Ramondre Stevenson, I actually started to feel bad for. I thought he was getting just getting hit, and it's like, why? You know, you're getting killed. Why, the game's why, over. All the starters should. If you're, you're going to if you're gonna punt at that point, by the way, Kevin Harris's first handoff tonight went great. Went right up to the line. It was butt-fumble-esque. He just it bounced. It was legitimately butt-fumble-esque. I mean, he held on to the ball, but for a man with arms and thighs as big as his, he's yeah. not supposed to bounce off of people like no. that. That was strange. No. Uh, I thought the punt coverage was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Schooler, Slater um, got down there. They downed one inside like the five-yard line, four-yard line. And your boy Pilardi, the Pilardi party at Gillette Pilardi Stadium. Pilardi party, kid. Uh, 41.2-yard net average is pretty good on six punts. Mm-hmm. Um, so I got that going for me. And finally, Josh Uche had his way with David Quessenberry in the first half. Two sacks, three QB hits, a forced fumble that looked like it might be meaningful. Game, like It could have been a game changer. Eventful. That could have been a turning point. It wasn't. We, we thought it was going to be. Uh, and he finished with seven tackles, so I thought he was good. Thumbs down list, which is actually short because it was everybody, but, you know, I picked out a couple. Uh, Jonathan Jones struggled with Stephon Diggs. Could not keep up with him. Could not actually actually lost Gabe Davis on the mm-hmm. second touchdown. So two of those early touchdowns were at the hands of Jonathan Jones. Your guy, Cole Strange, uh, he represents the entirety of the offensive line here. But holding call that was missed, then a holding call that wasn't missed, that yep. nearly turned into Mac Jones's intentional grounding, mm-hmm. which nearly could have been a safety because he was just outside the end zone. Um, he's really regressed. And that's disappointing because he's healthy. He's a starter. Like, he should be a guy that maybe at this point in time you're like, wow, he's not a rookie anymore. It's December. Like, no, he looks shaky like a rookie. Um, and then I termed this key plays. Mm-hmm. You sucked on third down and red zone on offense. Mm-hmm. You sucked on third down and red zone on defense. All right. Like, you're not making the, the clutch plays, game winning, winning plays, winning time plays, as money, they would say. Money, the money plays, plays. like money. things like that. So, and, and I disagree. I didn't think the effort was great tonight at times. I thought they. You mentioned like fans maybe mm-hmm. sort of resigned. I thought there were times where the play on the field, the offensive line, it was almost like, 
what are we doing? Like just standing around out there. The defensive line, the last rushing touchdown they, they gave up. How are they not communicating effectively enough to be all on the same page in a game that counts so much against a bitter division rival who has taken over after your two two decades of dominance? Like it just doesn't make sense to me. Well, no, to actually, that point it does. Fan- you have a defensive coordinator running the offense and coaching the offensive line. And they it makes have, perfect sense. And they have drafted phenomenally. Like they didn't have any hiccup years, whereas the Patriots, basically from fourteen through nineteen kind of had mostly lousy drafts, and they've only started drafting well the last couple of years. So you're technically several years behind all these teams that were and have now built up better teams while you finished off the double dynastic run with Tom Brady. Uh, And player of the game? Player of the game, Marcus Jones. Marcus Jones, that's an easy one. The only Patriot that sniffed the end zone. Like You got in the end zone, you get my award, and you still lost. Patriots player of the game has been brought to you by Cars for Kids, the easy way to donate your car. Donate today, and your car can be picked up tomorrow. Go to Cars for Kids, that's cars with a K, dot com, or 1-877-CARS-FOR-KIDS. When we come back, we'll wrap things up with our pal Kyrie Thompson from WEEI.com. We'll put a bow on this turd, 24-10 bills over the Patriots. Poop. (laughs) Poop. It's Fitzy, it's Hart, and we'll be joined by Kyrie Thompson in just moments here on Six Rings WEEI. Well, he's no stranger to love, and he knows the game that we're about to play. Joining us on the Harbor One Hotline to wrap up tonight's edition of the Six Rings Post Game Show from WEEI.com. He was there in the scrum. He saw the look of dismay on the players' faces firsthand. It's Kyrie Thompson. Kyrie, go ahead, set the scene. Tell us how, tell us what it was like. Give us the real feel, holy field from down in the locker rooms at Foxborough tonight. Well, it wasn't quite as weird as the Chicago Bears loss, but it was about equally as depressing. And I think that a lot of these offensive players in particular, I felt like today was something of a breaking point where you had guys maybe not saying like, oh, yeah, our offensive coaching is terrible, but they're saying like, why are we throwing the the ball down the field more? Mac Jones was a bit more candid about it than we expected, having to explain that video. Kendrick Bourne talked about it openly. Devontae Parker talked about it. Why are we doing the quick game so much? Why are we trying for more explosive plays? And I think that just some of this this frustration of why are we doing the same, you know, quick game stuff or the same slow developing screens over and over again, it's starting to get to these guys a bit. Yeah, I, I think it was pretty clear that some some veiled it more than others that there there are a lot more questions than answers right now, and I, I think the one thing that makes it worse than the Chicago game is that we are a month and a half later. It's December. Like, you're not only running out of time, you're you're basically out of time. You're 6-6, six and six, you're in last place. You know, you have a puncher's chance, I guess, at the postseason, but your season is falling apart before, before your eyes, and I keep going back to the word dysfunctional. It seems dysfunctional on the field, and now it seems more and more dysfunctional off the field. Do you do you think that's accurate? I feel like it's starting to get that way. I, again, guys don't seem to have the answers, right? I mean, we keep on peppering them with questions about why is the offense not working? Do you feel like you're getting the coaching that you need? And you're starting to see guys like Nelson Aguilar. I, I stood next to him while he was answering some questions. And a lot of his answers were like, well, I can't control that. I'm just doing what I'm supposed to do. Or like, oh, yeah, what about the offense and the, the, the penalties and the mis-executions? Like, well, I'm just trying to make sure I'm not messing up. And you're starting to get little, some of those threads seeming to fracture where you're getting guys being like, well, I'm just trying not to mess up on my own account. And that's not the kind of thing that you want to hear. I mean, you want to see a, a cohesive unit here and everybody operating on the same page. But again, these guys know what it is out there. They know they're running the same five or six plays. They know the defense knows that they're out there running the five, you know, same five or six passing concepts, and they're just supposed to make it work. And I, I think they're starting to get sick of it. I saw Devontae Parker at one point at, the, at that last fourth quarter drive as he went out of bounds after making a catch. He just had this feeling like, get me off this field, get this game over with. I made a mental note of that. Yeah, I do think they're at the end of their rope. And one thing that frustrates me, and it's late so I can bitch because there's probably not a ton of people listening, and I know they don't like when the media bitches, but I find it frustrating that Stacey James, the director of media relations or VP of media relations, sends out the media schedule, and 
ooh, I can look forward to Monday when the assistant coaches are available and Troy Brown will be available to answer all these questions for the offense, not Matt Patricia, because, oh, Matt Patricia's not the offensive coordinator, so they use this weird rotation they go through. I think that lack of accountability is is frustrating, is alarming, and I know Matt Patricia's not going to answer any questions necessarily directly. He's a word salad kind of guy, but I just think that whole from day one, the you don't have a play caller, you don't have an offensive coordinator. No, no, no. He communicates the plays, but this is a collaborative effort. I just think that lack of experience, that lack of leadership is so magnified more and more as we get into the season. And I think we all predicted that this would be a an epic disaster. And I'm pretty sure we can now declare that this is an epic disaster. Would you, would you agree? Yeah, we can. Um, I think I counted myself in the in the camp of like, yeah, it could be bad, but maybe it won't be as bad as we thought. No, it's worse. It's worse. Um, as bad as we thought it was going to be. And you know what? On that note, Andy, I got to say, um, Bill Belichick being up there at the podium and just kind of deflecting and dismissing a lot of these questions about why this offensive coaching staff, this scheme, this whole plan that he put together isn't working. Instead of being up there, yeah, well, you know, I said it started with me, and, you know, yeah, you know, I've got to be better, you know, or like, I could have done this better. It's like, instead you've got Mac Jones up there taking the heat for all this, and granted, Mac Jones didn't play that well, but, I mean, he's out there running for his life. He's got stunts (laughs) coming right up the middle into his face, and, and he's doing everything that he possibly can to keep a play alive. And, yeah, it's not pretty. But I, I feel like, again, with, with Jones every day and then Bailey Zappi after the Bears game being the first guy out there to the podium, I, I kind of want to know, yeah, Bill Belichick takes the podium, but I kind of want to know where his accountability is on this because he said we should blame him, and I am fully blaming him yep. for putting this disaster together. This is his responsibility, and I don't know that he's taking enough responsibility for it. Kyrie, we got to wrap up in a sec because we're out in 45 seconds. In five seconds, can you tell me similar energy from the defense when you heard them at the podium and saw them in the locker room? Um, again, this idea that, look, they did some good things, but in the end they couldn't stop Superman and they couldn't stop Stephon Diggs when nope. they needed to. In the end, look, when you've got that quarterback and you've got that receiver that can just make a play, I mean, that can be really demoralizing, and you felt that demoralization in the locker room and at the podium. Ah, completely depressing. Thank you very much for calling in to help us wrap the show. Kyrie Thompson from WEI.com. You can follow him at Katie Thompson 5 on Twitter. That's at Jumbo Hart. I'm at Fitzy GFY. Good job, Justin Turpin. Good job, Nick LaPan. This has been the Six Rings postgame show from WEI. We'll be back in 11 days after the Cardinals game on Monday Night Football. Until then, listen to the Six Rings pod. The Greg Hill shows at 6 a.m. Bill Belichick should be a treat with them. Patriots <laughs> players all throughout the day. Thanks for listening. Tough one tonight. Bills 24, Patriots 10. Good day, God bless, and as always, go Pats. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.